Aaron Whitlow. I don't know what's going on with him, but I am Brandon Spivey, and we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thanks for joining our show today. Well, Brandon, way to dial it down. But yeah, today is an exciting show. We are talking about Pleasantville from 1998. Is it pleasant, uh, though? Is it really pleasant? Well, <laughs> or did it become pleasant? That's the question. Yes, Was sir. it pleasant or did it become pleasant? Mm. Uh, so we, it, there's some things for us to tackle in this episode. But uh, before we get into that, we always like to talk about what we watch. We have a comment. Bill Fur. Wakanda Forever. I never, I hadn't seen it yet. Please do not spoil anything. Uh, I plan on watching it tomorrow. It's my, it's my goal. That's to watch goal it. in life. To watch tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to see uh, Black Adam. I got only room, the time to watch one black film, and it's going to be Wakanda Forever. So I'm going to watch that one tomorrow. It's the one I choose. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing. Wow. One black like film. So much disrespect. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to see Dwayne eventually, but it won't be uh, this weekend. Um, all right, but yeah. So as far as what we watched, um, I want to. I'm going to kick it off with what I watched. Um, if Brandon don't mind, I don't mind. Go ahead, sir. All right. Uh, let's see. Diary. All right, so the last, so I'm going to start with going top to bottom. So I watched, uh, first I watched Annie from 2014. Uh, I, we, we decided to watch it. So I was like, yeah, let, let's watch it. And I remember not liking the 2014 remake of Annie initially, but going back and watching it, I didn't mind it. I thought it was still, I thought it was pretty cute. Um, and I was like, yeah, I vibe off of it. Uh, ultimately, I gave it three stars. Does get a little cliche sometimes, but then we went back and watched the original 1982 version of Annie, and that same day, and just absolutely loved it because Annie and uh, Carol Carol Burnett like steals every single scene. Tim Curry steals every single scene he's in, Um, and just everything about it was so much better. So I gave that uh, four four stars on uh, Letterbox. But the main thing I want to talk about that I watched that I absolutely loved and I gave it five stars is Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Absolutely loved it. It's on, it's on Roku TV. I gave it five stars. It's great. Uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe does an excellent job as Weird Al. Uh, and just it's such so, so fun. And it makes so much sense that this would be his story. So, yes. I, I loved it. I'm just confused by our man Hobbit's comments. The movie is better than RRR. Oh, wow. Brandon has Netflix now, so he can probably watch RRR. I don't know if he will. Uh, goosebumps, superb. Uh, I guess the movie gives you goosebumps, and it's superb. Not goosebumps. Is it. See, I immediately yeah. went to the movie Goosebumps with Jack Black, and I was like, I'm This cute. guy, Brandon, <laughs> come on. Let's dial it back. Um. As far as what I watched, I mean, I don't have time to go through everything like Aaron. <laughs> the highlights, then the highlights. Um, theatrically, I watched um, what was that boring movie that I watched? Uh, pray for the devil. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, pray for the devil. Yeah, somebody needed to pray for something. <laughs> but that movie was one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. It's a it's just sadness. They call that movie a horror film. It's just sad. It, it, man. Mm. No horror elements? No horror elements I mean, in it? It's got some elements, sure, but it's it's just Weird Al story had commercials. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. What? <laughs> it had commercials? No, because it's on Roku TV, so it's going to pause for commercials. Oh, okay. Maybe it's what you meant. I thought the movie in itself had commercials. I was like, no. That's interesting. That's fresh. That's new. That's him. Yeah. Don't hate on weird. Don't hate on my boy Yakovic. I'm not hating on anything. Not you. I'm talking about Bilford. Also, what's name died? Uh, Speaking of 
people from the 80s Gallagher died today. So what, what Gallagher? Yeah, Gallagher, the dude that smashes tomato uh, watermelons, the fella. Gallagher, you remember the guy with the hammer, hammer, smashing tomato uh, watermelons? I, I, before my time, maybe. I guess so. Jeez. All right. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah, Gallagher died. Also, somebody that did a voice of Batman or something. I don't know him. No face. People now. Huh? Come on, that's Kevin. I don't know. I don't have no idea who you're referring to. I didn't watch the animated series. I'm sorry. Just insulting all the Batsies out there. I'm sorry, Batsies. I'm sorry. But what did you watch? I'm sorry, Brando. Um, far as movies go, I did catch uh, the Adam Project and uh, the Gray Man on Netflix. Those are the main two I really wanted to mention because Chris Evans as a villain is. He's great. He's Nicolas Cage circa 1998. Mitch Newell, John Travolta in that movie. I, I swear. He was so weird and hilarious. He made that movie. He was the best part of that movie. Would you agree? I, I, absolutely. I want a prequel franchise with him instead of a sequel with Ryan Gosling. His character was... It didn't do anything for me. But yeah, When, Ryan, Chris, when uh, Chris wasn't on screen, I didn't care. Yeah, Chris was so charismatic. Uh, he was such a villain, and and he plays such a great villain. Like, who knew that this guy, uh, Captain America, could play like like we know he's villainous from uh, Knives Out, but yeah. in that movie, he just was his villain turned up to ten. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I really like the Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds. Um, I like a little boy playing a little Ryan. I thought that was great. I think it's probably my favorite uh, time travel movie since Looper. Maybe it's not saying a whole lot, but I would rank it up there with the Back to the Futures. I, I'm not saying it's good as Back to the Future, but I would I would put it up there as like top five time travel movies that I've personally seen. I had a lot of fun with that movie. That's an interesting list. Uh, I would say, well, when I say Back to the Future, in my, I would say Back to the Future one and then two. It'll be Back to the Future, Back to the Future two. I'm not going to re- mention three as far as in that list. Although it's not bad, I just won't mention it. But I say, uh, I would say Looper, no, and then Looper, Adam Project, and I personally would go Endgame. I thought that was a great time travel film. Uh, I can't go Endgame, but you can't go Endgame. Well, would you consider a time travel film? It just has I mean, elements of time travel, but not in a time no, travel I, film. I mean, it's not. It's got elements, but uh, I would allow it. You know, I would allow it. I just, I respect it. I just, I just can't go it. What about Hot Top Time Machine? Then you'll go, go there. there. For me, I would go there. I love that movie. Like, we got John Cusick, so you can't go back, go wrong with John. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I thought, but, yeah. Very, I thought it was a lot of fun. And you know what? My, Mark Ruffalo is entertaining in that movie. I found him entertaining. Unlike his performance as Hulk. Mark Ruffalo in uh, in uh, Adam Project, yeah, yeah, okay. he plays the dad, yeah. So, uh, and the last thing I want to mention, I finally watched Cobra Kai, and yes, <laughs> you have you seen it, right? Because I spoiled yeah. it on Facebook, thinking people have already watched this. Yeah, and I've seen people, it. Some people haven't. I was like, it blew my mind, but because um, I hadn't had Netflix in like eight months, so. But yeah, I loved it. I thought I think maybe it's my favorite season. Honestly, it just how they made the Karate Kid Part 3 so much better, you know. And Daniel is, he, he's the best around, in my opinion. That fight at the end just, <laughs> it's like he couldn't be touched. I've never seen him fight like that. I, it's like yeah. he finally came Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. In that I, also like, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Uno or Hero? What's the guy's name, the the dude from Japan that came oh, to help? Chosen. Chosen, yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved, I loved him in the movie. I loved him in the show as well. I loved – he had personality. He, he, he I'm like, I want to see more of him uh, yeah. in the series. Um, and, yeah, and then I think that this is a show that has built on what the original series has done and, and, and took – one-dimensional type of character, characters like Johnny and gave them so much more depth 
and uh and uh just and where they're lovable like you would never thought johnny lawrence would be lovable but he's so lovable um and uh and, and, would be lovable either yeah yeah absolutely uh and i and just absolutely loved uh what they did with it um I agree with you. I think that this this past season was my favorite season. I would say this, and I've seen Stranger Things as well. Oh, and I and I will always tell you that I think the last season you haven't seen it yet. The last season of Stranger yeah. Things is my favorite season of Stranger Things. But I think that, um, but I think that this season of Cobra Kai is a better overall season. Like, yeah. I, like I loved it. I loved it, it. so much. It had so much, and. Uh, it was just, it was amazing to watch it all just how, how it all played out in the end. I mean, it was just, I got nervous. I thought Chosen died. I thought <laughs> how it started with Crease. I mean, I was like, well, this ain't your usual typical season finale. <laughs> and, and villains. Uh, so uh, what's his name? With Ponytail. Oh, Terry Silver. Terry Silver. Such a great villain. Such a oh. great villain. He's hands down the best. No, yeah. No um, I do want to tell you, since you mentioned it, uh, so I've watched, so last night I finished the final episode of this, of Atlanta, the series Atlanta, which is an excellent show. Uh, Donald Glover uh, created show uh, starring uh, Tyree, uh, Donald Glover, uh, Tyree, what's the name? Henry, three names. Brandon, Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, that's it. Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. And then uh, also uh, Lakeith Stan, Stanfield and then Zazie Beats. Um, they're, they're in the show. So it's four seasons. Oh, man. And it's the conclusion of this whole series. And I'm going to miss the show. I'm going to miss the characters. Uh, just is a great show. And I can't wait for you to eventually watch. You have Hulu, so you can watch all four seasons, really, if you want to. Uh, but uh, but it and you, I would watch it before they take them all off. You know they do that, but at time to time. But uh, but yeah, Atlanta was a great show, and uh, and that's why like like it, uh, I would say the best actor out of everyone in that show is uh uh what keep forget his name Brian Tyree. Say it again. Brian Tyree Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. I think he's the hands down the best actor that's came. He, he, I'm I'm so convinced this guy can play in anything because uh, just seeing him in the show, he plays such a like a uh, uh, gangster rapper, uh, but with depth with uh, who he is, and he doesn't really like the notoriety that he's getting. You know, he's kind of struggling with that. Uh, but but then like you see him in other movies and other shows, which I I've seen him in um the Marvel one, um and then like even in the in Godzilla whatever he still had depth to to who he was, and I didn't see Bullet Train, but you said he's the best thing in Bullet Train. Hillman or Aaron Taylor Johnson or they just steal everything they're in. They so, play twins, and it just it works. It just works. Uh, and Brad Pitt's great too, but it, it, they really knocked it out of the park. Uh, it says I saw Sissy twenty twenty two, a horror movie from Shutter. This is this movie better than Barbarian and Smile combined, which I didn't like. Smile, I like Barbarian. I'll, I'll watch Sissy. I, uh, I'll watch it. Um, why not? I actually have it on my list. I finally, I finally got a uh, streaming service to see. Terrifier 2, I hadn't watched it yet. Also, I have um, I have uh, the X prequel, what's it called? Pearl. Pearl. Uh, I just hadn't watched it yet, so I plan on watching a couple of horror this weekend. And I'm watching Blockbuster, the Netflix series, which is, is trying. I don't see the... I like J.B. Smooth. He, hands down, I love J.B. Smooth. I love the guy that plays He's in Marvel as well. He plays the uh, FBI agent that does magic. You know Randall what I'm talking about? What's the name? Randall Park. Randall Park, yeah. I like him. He's 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 good in the show. And then this other lady that was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she's in it. So it has some people that I really like that's in it. But it just, for me, as of yet, hasn't really caught it, kept its footing for me. 
it's it's hard to top, man. I'll say the best show, honestly, uh, on Netflix is Cobra Kai. Second will be Stranger Things. Um, maybe Witcher be third for me. Uh, it's hard to say, but and then I don't, I wouldn't put this in the rank. I just it's not there yet. Well, I mean, if it's not there, it's not there. It's not there, but maybe it will be. I I keep watching. I'm gonna stick with it. Um, and then of course, and then we're gonna get to our actual review. Uh, but currently still watching Quantum Leap. The show, the new series, hasn't really. It's not hitting me like maybe I'm nostalgic for, and for the one that. Had, uh, uh, oh, you are. You definitely yeah, are. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mark when it comes to uh, Scott Bakula, uh, and uh, and Dean Stockwell, and the, you know, the, the, it had heart. Yeah, this yeah. One, it's okay, but it just doesn't have the same heart. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I would. It, it's just, it's almost impossible to top the original shows that they they are rebooting. I don't care what it is. It's just. It's really hard to top it, you know. I think, even though, you know, when we talked about earlier, Cobra Kai and what they've done with the Karate Kid, that's 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 one in a million that you you know that you're even gonna either, either hit the same level or actually top it. I think they've actually topped the Karate Kid, like honestly, what they've done. But like, I haven't seen Quantum Leap, but it just from the trailers, it didn't look like it was gonna have the heart. Of the originals, and, and I'm not saying it because of Scott or Dean Stockwell, but it just didn't look like it was going to be that great. Uh, I do want to ask you a quick question before we jump into our actual review. Uh, so I heard news uh, that Peacock will be producing a Friday Thirteenth prequel <laughs> series, branded being a mark for Jason Voorhees and all things Friday Thirteenth. What's your thoughts? Well. See, I actually read one of the articles. Brian Fuller was talking about it. Um, uh, wait a minute, real quick. I agree with you, Bill. For Battlestar Galactica uh, remake was better than the original. Uh, I do agree with you. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, he was saying that everything is going to be available to them. Every incarnation of Jason will be available. So that they are going to start with a prequel, and they're going to, if they get to like ten seasons, he said eventually we can reduce space. Yeah, he he joked about it, but he said he had an idea for Jason going to space. So, I, I, what I think this is is going to be them until they can do movies. Is basically remaking the franchise. But you know, I don't know what year it's going to be in or nothing. But I think that's what they're planning to do is just kind of reinvent Friday the Thirteenth. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel uh, as a fan of the series of the franchise uh then will they will they give you enough to kind of quench your palate in the meantime or yeah um well i'm um, i'm excited just because he's been gone for so long but i think it's the from the creator of hannibal so i i, I have you know confidence that it's going to be pretty good because i even though i didn't get to finish hannibal it was that was an amazing show so i i'm very confident it's going to live up i'm more confident Friday the 13th series than I am of the Halloween series that's come. So, yeah. Oh, Lord, Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, oh Lord, jeez. I'm trying to pull up to see if I have any questions or comments on Facebook, which we don't. All right. Um, let's get into it then. Pleasantville, 1998. Uh, happy Veterans Day, by the way, to all the veterans. Anyone that served in the armed forces, uh, we thank you for your service. Thank you for uh, what you've done for us. And uh, if you're still serving, uh, never forget. Just we stay with you. We salute you. Um, this I assume Brandon th- feels the same way, but definitely. Uh, my grandfather was was in the, the army, so yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, but Pleasantville, this film came out. In 1998, uh, this is what the uh, synopsis is on uh, IMDb. Uh, two 1990s teenage siblings find themselves in 1950s sitcom where, where their influence began to profoundly change the complex, that complicit 
complacent world, uh, starring Toby Maguire, a very young Toby. Uh, well, a year, two years before, was it two years or three years before he got Spider Man? I want to say three. I want to say two thousand one was Spider Man. Um, want to say? Uh, so, and then it also stars uh, Reese Witherspoon as uh, Jennifer, aka Mary Sue. Jeff Daniels is Mr. Johnson, who I love Jeff Daniels. Um, jo- Joanne A- Joan Allen as Betty. William H. Macy is George. Uh, let's see. Paul Walker. Uh, Paul Washer? Walker. Walker. Paul, Paul Washer is a, is a, is a uh, uh, theologian. <laughs> um, uh, Paul Walker is Bud. Not, not Bud, but... Um, uh, skip because <laughs> he said, Hiya, hiya, bud. Uh, hiya, skip. <laughs> and then my boy Don Knotts, TV repairman. There's other people in this film. Um, uh, you uh, get the, how about that? Don Knotts, two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row. Who knew? Uh, you knew, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess we did. Got the marks. I uh, got the um, oh, yeah, yeah, I got him. I got him. I got him. I got the. The numbers, yep. uh, it's got a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 71% like it on Metacritic, 81% like it on Google. It's got an 86% score on Rotten Tomatoes with a 79% audience score. So it is certified fresh. Yeah. Also, JT Walsh is Big Bob, uh, by the way. Uh, so this movie uh, starts out in the 90s. With the, with the world, the uh, angst that the 90s had, you know, the state of the economy, the jobs, the uh, global warming, everything that we heard and thought about and worried about in the 90s is like at the very beginning of this movie. Um, and then we get see our, see our boy Toby, a.k.a. David, um, who's essentially a loner. Other yeah. than the TV, which I can relate to that, you know, being like your friend. Like Donat says, the TV repairman says, feels like you lost the best friend if your TV goes out. <laughs> um, I mean, it's uh, when you grow up like watching TV and stuff like that, man. Uh, I didn't have a show like Pleasantville that I kind of. Oh, I did. Well, I don't know. Not, well, if you're talking about the 1950s. Closest I would have is man, I, uh, I love Lucy, love because I love Lucy. I love Lucy Ball. Uh, she is one of the greatest comedic uh, comedians of all time, uh, and I think her show was so hilarious. Um, but then also like Mr. Ed in that time frame. Well, hang on. But what show did you like during that era? Uh, the one that stands out to me is the Andy Griffith show. Uh, that was like it was. Late fifties, right? Yeah, when it started, uh, I did catch a few reruns of the Beaver. Leave it to Beaver, but uh, but I never watched I Love Lucy or any other. Like I didn't watch a whole lot of the fifties era, but I do remember constantly watching reruns of uh, Danny Griffith show. I remember watching Mister Ed uh, when I spent the night with my cousins in Glasgow because, like. Growing up, I watched TGIF, so like Urkel and yeah. you know Family Matters and uh, Full House and Step by Step. I was watching all those shows, Perfect Stranger, all that stuff, which I know you just concluded. Are you? I haven't finished. I'm, but, I'm uh, which I, I, I have fond memories of uh, Balky. But anyway, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching all those type of shows. But when I would spend the uh, summer with my cousins in Glasgow, we would watch, they would watch Nick at Night. So they'll watch Mr. Ed, they'll watch I Love Lucy, they'll watch, you know, show, I, I Dream of Jeannie, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, what, what are we watching? But Lu- I Love Lucy I was aware of because my auntie introduced me to that. But um, but yeah, a different different person, rather. But I love, um, but growing up, I say the show that I gravitated to the most, other than Quantum Leap, I mentioned that, like I loved every single episode of that uh, growing up. Will probably be the Cosby Show. I love the Cosby Show. I would, I, I, you know, it was like it was the coolest family to me. 
you know. Yeah. For me, it was the Wonder Years. I just gravitated to that show. I loved the narration. I loved the era it was in the 60s and eventually got to the 70s. So I, I love Fred Savage. I know it's not wise to say today with all his allegations, but at the time, you know, I love Fred Savage. I loved him as a, uh, he was like my favorite, like he was as big as Macaulay Culkin to me, you know, uh, you know, he, that little monsters, the wizard, uh, back, in, back in the day, he could do no wrong. Prince's Prince's, uh, Prince's diary or was the Prince's bride. Uh, yeah. he was in there. Like he was like, when you've seen him, you're like, Hey, Fred Savage. But, uh, yeah, he was like he was a precursor to uh, Macaulay Culkin. He was like he was yeah. that kid. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you know, same could be said for Bill Cosby. You know, back in the day, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, man, I was a fan, and and I it would be it be it be it be lying if I say that I'm still. I, it'd be lying to say that I couldn't still watch a Cosby Show episode and still not laugh. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, if it's funny, it's funny. You can't can't deny that, but uh, it doesn't credit what he did. I think that it's painful, uh, but yeah. But you can't really. I mean, it's, uh, some people can't watch it, you know. Regardless, but I think you just have to remove who he was from the picture, because it's it's more. It's not just him. It's it's the whole family. You know, it's the relationship he had with his kids, the relationship he had with his wife. You know, grandkids. I think eventually came in into play. Um, I didn't watch it all the way through, but I do remember some uh, reruns on that show. And I, I thought, you know, it, Theodore Huxtable was America's dad. You know, I, there. I, Cliff Cliff. Is it Cliff? Who's Theodore? Theo was the son. That's there you, there we go. <laughs> you can tell I was a fan. I could tell you these people's names. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch it like that, but I, I remember watching it and thinking, he was like America's dad. Uh, but I will say that the only person, and then we get back into Pleasantville, but the only person that I can say that it's hard for me to watch that stuff, knowing what they did, is honestly Chris Benoit. That's the only person that I could really, I, I, I struggle with watching a match of his or anything because it just, it hurts me to know what happened. You know, it, it hurts me to my to myself. Uh, that's the only one I can really, I can honestly say that it's hard for me to watch this stuff. Yeah. That's just, I was so, I was so Chris Benoit was literally my favorite wrestler. It wasn't like, like me just saying that after death, whatever. No, I was such a fan of Chris Benoit. And so I, when I got to see him live, I think in Nashville at one of the uh, maybe Smackdowns or whatever, it was just so, it was so awesome for me. Uh, just to just to experience that, but yeah, yeah, I never saw him live. But like after Sean left, and you know, he came on the scene. He became my favorite wrestler. Him and RVD was probably my favorites, uh, and he I thought he was the best wrestler I've ever seen, hands down. I there there's no debate in my opinion that he was the best wrestler I've ever seen performing at ring, uh, and it's a shame. What happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can watch his matches, but I don't typically go to watch. You know, if he, if he comes on, I'm okay, but like I don't look for it. I feel that. Uh, I did want to mention with Pleasantville. Uh, so once, so we have two different, we have two different teen teenagers. We have Reese Witherspoon, uh, Jennifer, Mary Sue, eventually. Uh, and then we have David. Uh, uh, we have uh, Tobey Maguire, David slash Bud, uh, yeah. who uh, like Reese. Reese's character Jennifer is more promiscuous. She's forward. She's uh, she doesn't care about education. She's more or less desires um, uh, desires the you know like like instant like gratification. The uh, you know, she likes dude, she wants to be that girl. Uh, she's boy crazy, essentially. It sounds like it's a, that's the vibe I got. But whereas, whereas David, uh, he was he's like a he's a geek, man. And which yeah. 
I'm a geek, so you know I can kind of relate to that geekiness. He does like the girl, but he know, but he he yeah. you know, he's insecure to go and make that yeah first step. Yeah, I could relate to him, especially being in like in high school. I could definitely relate to him. Like he would have these conversations with his girl, even though he'd be like thirty feet from her. <laughs> it's like I was like, yeah, I could totally relate to it. just going back with what 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 he's gonna say and memorizing it, and it's like, yeah, and he ne- never makes a move. So yeah, I, you you root for these guys though, and I yeah. think that's the beauty of Toby. He's like he knows how to play the underdog so well, and he's pretty much played it his entire career. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. um. But I, I I love Toby. I've loved Toby since Cider House Rules. Um, I believe that's the name of it. Sea Biscuit and this Pleasantville. Uh, he's just he's I don't know. He's just he's very interesting to watch. I, I would say my first time seeing Toby, if I can really think back, was been uh, Pleasantville, and I don't think that I even I don't think I even connected the dots that this is the same guy that was eventually being Spider-Man at the time. I think that uh, I was, when he came on Spider-Man, I thought he was just a fresh face. I didn't think about this same kid from, uh, from uh, this. And same with Paul Washer. I didn't realize that he was in this until like years later when I went back and watched him. I'm like, Hey, Paul Washer's in this. And so it was like, it's always, it's always a bonus, man. You mean Walker, right? Walker. Yeah. Yeah, Did I say Washer again? I'm sorry. Walker. Uh, I apologize. So there's a Paul Washer. If you're in Reformed theology like I am, if you're, you know, Calvinism or, or Christianity, in that camp, we know who Paul Washer is. Yep. Uh, uh, Paul Walker is different. Paul Walker is no longer with us. Paul Washer is. Paul Washer will tell you repent and go to church. Paul Washer, Walker, probably not. Well, hey, anyway. hey, hey, now. Uh, no, no offense, but uh, but no. <laughs> But How are you gonna be judging him like that? I'm not. How are you gonna be judging him like that? I hope I'm wrong. But anyway, you are uh, wrong. <laughs> there is no hope for it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so they get in a fight over the remote control because Jennifer has a hot date, uh, and she, they're gonna watch MTV on a on. They're gonna watch a concert on MTV, which you know how old that is because MTV still have videos, right? Yeah. My first time, my first Toby film, this is a Bilfer movie, was Ice Storm featuring Sigourney Weaver. I've never seen Ice Storm. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, Not Tim Robbins, but what was his name? I can't but, answer. Yeah, but they fight over the remote. Uh, and, and we also established that David is well-versed in everything Pleasantville. He knows all oh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I legitimately believe he would have won that concert, concert uh, contest completely if he had, you know, not been mm-hmm. zapped into the TV. <laughs> but concert, uh, huh? Concert Con- contest. I'm sorry, contest. Uh, you got but, MTV on the brain, huh? You got MTV on the brain. I know because I mentioned that. Uh, but anyway, they fight, they break the remote, and then my dude Don Knotts. Which is this is his very last film. This is his very last. He died the same year. I want to say. Uh, I have Don a question Knight. about Don though. Huh? Do you think he looked a little bit younger in this movie than he did in? Um, what we, we just reviewed it. Big Bully. You think came out same year or the year prior? It came out same year. I, no, no, no. This came out two years later. This came out two years later than Big Bully. But to me, yeah, he uh, looked a little bit younger. Yeah, to he me. did. He seemed he seemed like he loved working on this film. Yes, <laughs> that's the difference in getting something that you actually love, like like just and and him uh, making him popping up makes you miss him. You miss that Don Knotts was, uh, you know, there. Yeah. This dog is making noise. Hush up, dog. Anyway, uh, that's the dog. Sound like Gizmo. His dog yeah. like Gizmo. He's yeah. moving, and I don't know where he's going. We just left for Don Knotts, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's saying things I don't know, but he's back. 
Oh, I had to let the dog out because he's getting my nerves. You let that dog out? No, Brandon. It's not. It's too soon. But anyway, uh, so uh, they get uh, they get the new remote. Uh, he gives them this new remote. This is very similar to uh, Stay Tuned um, in the sense of a TV that zaps, although in Stay Tuned, it zaps them into like a, the devil's TV and everything is like a devil version of everything. <laughs> That's what uh, John Ritter. Uh, but uh, this is kind of similar to that concept, but except for is that they're zapped into a specific show, but in the in the world of that show so it's not actors and stuff it's actually the people the characters are real they are an entity um and i i i i, I discovered this by watching this this time i believe david bud is the first one to uh put a chink in the chain so to speak to 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 um to get things off course because he was late for work. That's the first ripple effect. I think you think in that universe. Well, I won't let you think it <laughs> and I'm going to no, raise no. you, <laughs> raise you no. this. I just think it's Reese Witherspoon, um, giving sexual favors to Paul Walker. I, <laughs> that's, well, just... it, it, it's, that's also part of it, but I don't think that David was as innocent in it either. Although he wanted to keep things the status quo as it's supposed to be, yeah. Uh, but he still managed to alter things by being late to work. Uh, uh, your boy, uh, I don't want yes. to forget me, Jeff Jeff Daniels. Yes, uh, he was uh, he was he was still uh, doing the spot. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. And same thing, he said, I didn't do the burgers because. You do this, you do this, you do this, then I do this. But finally, he said it's more liberating because he told him, you can do it. You can do this. And so he says, guess what? I did it. And that started his revelation. His, like, I, I like doing it. He's like, what's the point? You know, then he had like a surreal type of thing of what's the point. But yes, you're not wrong. Uh, Reese Witherspoon has part of it. But also, think about this. David was the first one to uh, tell Skip, you might not want to ask Mary Sue out because she's dealing with some things right now. Yeah. And Skip misses the basketball go. And the first basketball to miss was because he got angry at that he wasn't able to ask her out like he was supposed to do. You know, and so... Yeah, I think David is an innocent. Is my point. David's not yeah, innocent. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But I'm, I'm gonna ask you this too, because this is a little off topic. But did you sense a vibe of the Truman Show as well while watching this? Yeah, as far as not being able to go no further than yeah the area. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, that's that's interesting. It's like a reverse Truman Show, uh, but it, it was interesting. Like, I loved the, how wholesome it was, though. Yeah. But also but, at the same time, you realize these people are traps. Would you would roles. you would you have tried to um keep status quo and make them stay the same way, or would you have wanted to kind of have them to venture out? I think you, you it's no I don't think there's a wrong answer. Um but you know it's more wholesome if you stay the same. Um you know, but at the same time, they're not actually being who they really are. Or then again, they don't really know who they really are. They, they all they know is this this character they've been given to play for years and years and years. So also, they they have uh, so when they had her, their uh, you know uh, the explosion. You know what I'm saying? That their explosion. their their escapades, so to speak, at Lover's Lane. And then everybody started becoming colorized. Uh, I also noticed that it's, I never noticed this until watching it this time again. I knew they became color, but I didn't realize that they actually were technicolor. So it's not like a real color. It's a technicolor. So it's kind of like advancing from 
black and white TV to Technicolor to that little aspect. But also, I noticed that we now have like greasers in the mix, like you know, like like with yeah. the leather jackets and the slick back hair. You have that starting to creep in there. Um, and I love what this movie does with color. Such a such it's so ahead of its time, in my opinion. What did yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah, it's definitely ahead of its time. Uh, you know, it, it was an interesting piece to watch, to rewatch. Um, there's some, you know, there's racial implications here towards the end of the movie with the whole color. There's no colors allowed. And I was like, oh boy, Aaron's going to yeah. have a field day with this. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I said, well, uh, and then like, and then like, he actually, Whitey says, and it's funny, it's Whitey saying it, right? Whitey said, uh, he says, uh, you haven't, you, you spend too much time with your colored girlfriend. I'm like, ooh, those are fighting words. Um, but, uh, but, Man, just things in this movie. I want to talk about George, uh, William H. Macy. Uh, I think he oh, he's such a great actor. I think yeah, people don't give him the credit that that he deserves. That that the end scene, the, the court scene. Mm-hmm. Oh man, the emotion they felt without uttering really uttering words. Wow, it's just amazing. Like I felt. It's just like this is so it's like chilling, man. Uh and yeah. just just I think this is a master class on people want to watch someone act in a film and show a whole range of emotion without really saying a word. Watch William Major Mason in this film. Uh especially in that court scene when he's when uh when David's talking to him or Bud is talking to him and trying to get him to Acknowledge his feelings. Acknowledge that it's not the, just that your wife isn't. Oh, oh, I gotta talk about that too. Your wife isn't cooking dinners and doing cleaning the house, but it's deeper than that. You miss her, not just what she does for you, but you miss her. Uh, and and him to acknowledge that that longing, that loneliness that he's feeling. And oh man, I loved it. Uh, but I want to ask you. Uh, any th- any thoughts on that before I move to this next question? Uh, I thought it was a very powerful scene. I thought I thought Toby did an amazing job in that scene. You know, going from J.T. Walsh's character to William H. Macy's. I thought J.T. Walsh was great in that scene as well. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. William H. Macy is one of the most underrated actors. I would think of our generation because that's that's it's basically when he came up. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in so many good movies, and he sometimes goes unnoticed, and it's a shame. Uh, I think the movie I really noticed him in, it's a shame that it's this movie, is Jurassic Park 3. Like, I never looked at him as, I never actually saw him until that movie because he stood out. I agree with you. I agree with you. And he came a bigger name after that movie. Um, but, like, he's always been good. Um, so he was great in this scene, though. He was great in this movie. The first movie that I seen him in, was uh, actually, um, and I didn't realize he was in it until I went back and watched it late, years later. Uh, in uh, Last Dragon, he's like, he's like, uh, oh yeah, he's like the 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 uh, agent or whatever of fa- vanity or whatever, you know. Uh, he, he, but he's in that movie. Uh, but yeah, William H Macy. Uh, the movie that I really noticed him, Jurassic Park, but I think. Um, uh, Boogie Nights, uh, that powerful scene of him realizing that his wife is cheating on him and acknowledging that she's cheating on him, and him getting the gun and killing them and then killing herself, killing himself. Uh, it was like, um, like crazy. It's like he's such a great actor, man. I, Fargo as well, right? He was in Fargo, right? Yeah, he's in Fargo. Oh yeah, he was in Fargo. Oh, he's so great in Fargo. Fargo is such. He, he Fargo. He said Fargo, that movie of Fargo made me want to watch the show Fargo. You know, it shows okay, but the movie is sensational. Uh, but uh, I do want to mention so Joan Allen, yeah, uh, who played the mother, uh, she, um, it, it, there's a scene, Betty Parker. Uh, so there's a scene in it after she becomes colorized where she uh, 
Yeah, it's her face painted back to black and white, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and I thought about this. I didn't think about it until the whole race thing, thinking of, of, of it as racial, uh, as that she was then trying to pass for white, pass for, you know, the standards, the status quo. Yeah. But in reality, she was now colored, but she's now passing, trying to pass for being white. And it's just, I thought about that in the aspect of, you know, a lot of black folks that were light-skinned or more uh, or mixed biracial, but yeah. look more fairly white and they live their life as white people uh, trying to pass for white and, and denying the blackness that they have or the color that they have. I, I never thought about it until watching it last night and I was like, oh, actually, I never thought about that uh, that aspect of it. It's funny going back and watching stuff and you, and as a grown up and just getting different meaning from stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I like, I knew you was going to have a field day with this though. And I was like, I actually was looking forward to your, your opinions because your opinion matters more on this subject than mine <laughs> because I'm not, I'm white privilege as they say, <laughs> but no, I, I, I thought the movie in that aspect had deep layers and it was, it was very telling, you know, that she didn't want to know what didn't want her husband to know. Didn't want the town to know. Um, she was scared. And I thought that was very telling. And I thought that was a, you know, as far as a creative choice, I was like me, this director, which I don't think I've seen anything else by the director, but, I thought he had a lot to say in this movie mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of different characters. Mm-hmm. And like it, it's one of these movies that so many multiple characters have depth and you don't see that a lot with over five or six characters that truly have depth. And he did a great job. Yeah. You think plus you have like, like the awakening of, so we got to talk about Reese's character, Jennifer. She goes yeah. from, she goes from, being this promiscuous thing, and this is what it means to be an adult, maybe, but to just to actually cracking open the book and reading the book, and then becoming a student, and uh, and and I never noticed that the books that they have is all based on books that they remember reading, mm-hmm. and then so they fill themselves in. So does that mean that every book that this town now has is because they remember the book? being that book so yeah if i think it's because of david okay because he's read these books yeah because he remembers them because before they were they were blank um and he he would tell give them a little information it would go into the book so i think it's really because of him that these books get made you know they they have paper in them they have ink in them (laughs) you know but yeah, I think it's what they remember or the information they're being fed. Um, but I really like her transformation in this movie, going from the Jezebel uh, teenager to a bookworm, essentially, who cares about school, who who wants to get into college in Pleasantville, you know. And I, I thought she did a great job. I've always been impressed with Reese, though. I I've, I think she's just a tremendous actress like she yeah. doesn't get enough she's one of those actresses that doesn't get enough credit hey, I love drama comedy she can do it all I mean, i'm such a fan of reese witherspoon my first experience with reese witherspoon to be honest with you was freeway um yeah with, with, well. with, with uh keith uh, Sutherland. Yeah. yeah uh which oh such such a great movie it's so 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 uh, underrated rather such it's like a retelling of the Big Bad Wolf story, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Uh, but it's such a great movie, and so yeah, so I've been a fan of her since then, and so I was, I'm, I'm still all all on board for Reese. So whenever I see her in anything, I I'm happy to see her because once you once you have somebody that you like, you tend to, for me, I tend to stick with them. Yeah, I'm me too. Down with them. I know you do. <laughs> you, can, you still you still got Travolta's back, and nobody else does. I know, uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I, I do think that Reese. So her awakening was becoming a student, being educated, and growing, being liberated from just being 
the promiscuous dumb blonde to becoming, you know, this woman, this learned woman. Uh, and then for David uh, as Bud, I think that his, I think his character arc, because he wasn't, he didn't become color until he stood up for his mother. Like yeah. He took a step. He, he, he started to, um, like, like he showed some initiative, maybe, um, yeah. or some fight, some gumption, some oomph, <laughs> you know, as Don Knotts called it. But uh, he showed some some power, and he became color. Uh, and I thought that was really cool, man. Um, Toby, once again, if you're a Mark for Toby, you're a Mark for Toby. So, oh, I'm a Mark for Toby. <laughs> Like yeah, I mean like I, I really like it, and it's not it's not just Spider Man. I, I know that's what I I rave about is his his performance as Peter Parker, but it's everything. I've never seen him give a bad performance ever, and I just like I think he's one of those very interesting actors. He's, are you more are you more of a fan of now? This is the competition here, and we'll say that people say that it isn't, but it is. Jake Gyllenhaal and Tobey Maguire. It's a competition between the ones that you prefer the most. And granted, I was a fan of both of them. I, I, what yeah. Donnie Darko came out around the same time, maybe a year later. Um, and so I remember watching both of those films, these both of these films. But and then it seems like their careers is taking different paths. I don't think Toby is doing as much as. He's it's getting right. back into it, but no, nah, he he it's like he took a break after Spider-Man 3. It just he just wasn't seen much. I think he did do a movie with Jake though with and Brothers. I thought it was an awesome movie. Oh, he did, did he? I forgot yeah. about that movie. I thought he outperformed Jake Miles, but I'm a, I'm a Toby guy though. I uh I didn't compare Toby and Jake. I always compared him to in competition with DiCaprio. Because they basically went to the same acting school, they they were brought up in you know the same. I actually think he's a better actor than Leo. I do, and I, I just don't think he's gotten the roles Leo has gotten. Well, Leo, Leo has been striking striking gold essentially with everything oh, yeah. that he's, and with he's the, he's the name. He's the name. I mean, it is what it is. Leo's the name. Uh, I think it's because of Titanic. He booked Titanic, and he just shot up. I don't um, think it's Titanic. I, I I disagree. I think it's when he got with Martin Scorsese in Gangs of New York. He just he went to a different direction. Oh, I think I think Titanic was before Gangs. So I think well, Titanic. Titanic. He had a few duds after that. The Man in Iron Mask. Uh, the yeah. Beam. Okay. Yeah. So when he got with Martin, did Gangs of New York? It just it elevated him elsewhere. Well, but I agree. Titanic is probably his best known role. Basketball, would, basketball diaries. Uh, who was uh, what's he can give a great? Yeah, uh, those films. Like he was so good in what's good. Uh, we're talking about Leo. He's he so yeah, good he in the movie. Great. I literally thought he was special needs. I didn't realize that he wasn't until like he's, I seen him in something else. I'm like, oh, he's, he's not okay. He's a very gifted actor. I, I give him all. I, but I, I do. I, he's 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 excellent. But do you feel like Toby just hasn't had the same opportunities as as Leo or or even Jake? I think once he became Spider Man, Hollywood kind of looked at him differently. Typecast him as just Spider Man. Yeah, they, they kind of looked at him differently and didn't want to cast him in other films. And that's my opinion. I could be wrong, but it's usually how it goes when you become a superhero. Um, oh. I would say uh, out of everyone in this film, I would say the one that shot up to A-list would probably have been Reese. But then I think Paul Walker obviously shot up to, would, to Paul. I would say A-list for Paul, but Paul not a A-list, but he became he's he's he he became on that level of. I think he became uh, a household name. Okay, household he obviously name. did. He did uh, Fast and Furious. He did Joyride. Um, she's all that. You know, it was like in a three-year span. Um, so uh, I, I do think he became a household name. I think he was big as Reese um, as far as, you know, popularity. Uh, but acting-wise, I, I couldn't put him A-lister. 
I love him though. I've always loved would you, him. Would you put Reese as a lister or yeah. at least at one point? Yes, I would. Uh, yeah, no doubt. She she's just so talented. You know, she's got that that girl next door look, but she can also really perform. And I don't know, she's got the total package in my opinion. Yeah, the only movie that she came out with that I wasn't really a huge fan of it, back in the day was Election because I, I thought it would be, I, I I thought it would be different. Although Matthew Broderick, um, he I like him I like him too, but I thought that he was uh, she was best in she was better in that movie than Matthew Broderick was. Uh, she, I, him. I mean, I like them all. Like people criticized Chris Chris Klein in that movie. I thought he played it wonderfully. What the, the character he was. Uh, he was more likable. Uh, Reese was just so annoying in that movie. And Matthew Broderick was, you know, that teacher that wants to hold you down, you know? <laughs> you know, I thought they all were great. I love the movie, though. I mean, I remember watching it. I think it was on Stars or something one night. I just watched it. I was like, this is different. I've never seen Matthew Broderick in a role like this. I've never seen Reese in a role like this. I thought it was just wonderful. Yeah. Reese, man, but I'm, but yeah, she just, she's a bona, in my opinion, she's still a bona fide star. Um, but yeah, I think that um, for JT Walsh, this is actually, I think this was actually his last film as well. I think he passed away uh, the same year that this film came out or a little bit afterwards. JT, um, he's so good at playing a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but he's, um, He's, he's man, and and it's not that he and it's not that and I love this. I didn't notice this until watching it again. He never, he never intended on people becoming violent and rioting and breaking things because he wanted it to be just pleasant and not. Yeah. He wanted to go back to normal, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he never ever told him anyone to you know, riot or burn books or nothing like that. He never at all wanted that, that to happen. Uh, and I never noticed that. So even as a villain and he was a villain, but villain, but, but also a victim of the circumstances. He didn't know that he could uh, venture outside of this, his bubble that he was in, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite scenes as far as his character goes, when he enters the barber shop, because I can't take your seat, and he he takes it. It was just so casual, though. It was just I loved how he played that, and I loved how they were all talking about how they couldn't lose a game, and then they lost. And he says, "You well, you can't win them all." And then I think William H Macy says, "But we 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 have won them all." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I yeah. just I loved the, how the casual conversation was. It it, it was. It felt like you were actually in a real barber shop in a real town, and you know, hearing all the, the old timers talk. I love the idea of uh, I love the oh, this no, this movie is so so much layered. Like the firefighters, even though they oh, yeah. heard the term fire, it hasn't really seen a fire, so don't know yeah. what a fire is. So when they go and say fire, 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 they was like, what? But then we say cat, they're like, oh, let's go. It's, Get, get the cat and then like even when they get there they're like where's the cat they're like no 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 look and they see the fire yeah and they they are so like wow what is this and they don't realize what to do and they notice that the water hose has hoses um and and that, and they're like oh so this is what it does and just the joy that this character see feels just spraying the water and the smile that he has it's just like oh man such a this movie's so passionate, man. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it really was passionate. Um, but I felt like my biggest, as we come to a close soon, I felt like the ending, I thought the ending was a little abrupt and, and yeah. weird. And I didn't, I never felt that before until watching it again. I felt like the ending was, like, first of all, how are you going to explain Jennifer not coming back? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the mom forgot she had a daughter. Yeah. She didn't even ask where your sister is. Like, what? Uh, It's like, I don't understand that. And then also, the ending with, like, them on the bench. 
and he's she's sitting next to her husband William H Macy, and then uh, pans over, and then it's now Jeff Daniels. Um, well, didn't he get like Dumb and Dumber right after? This, by the way, no, um, he did Dumb and Dumber in '94. He did that in '94. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. When did he get? He get Speed? Is that like earlier? No, he did Speed and Dumb and Dumber in the same year. Oh wow! Well, wow. that was a big year for him. Jeff Daniels is another guy that's uh, he 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 doesn't play it as he's such a great actor and he plays whatever character he plays so realistically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He feels like a real person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Power of Jeff. Power of Jeff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, by the ending, man, what did you? What were your thoughts on the ending of this movie? I felt confused with how it actually ended with him on the bench. It was like. Eh. Like okay, they maybe they're working, gonna work out their marriage. You know, they're accepting each other for who they really are. But then it cuts to Jeff Daniels, and it just felt like I felt confused. I was like, and they're sitting on the same side of, of each other on the bench, like the same exact yeah. side of her. Uh, so it's uh, like it's just like I, it would have been different if like on one side of the bench is him and uh, William, her and William H Macy, and then on the other side of her is Jeff Daniels. And she's just is torn between the two. I think that the ending, honestly, should have just ended with uh, Toby cutting off the TV or or uh, or talking to his mother, and that's the end of it. Or maybe he goes outside and experiences life outside of the house and the TV uh, and does some living. Um, but <clears throat> I think that that was a weird ending because they're not the main focal characters at all. No. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird ending, man. It was. It was. It was weird. I, I agree with you. You think that they wanted a sequel, maybe? It looks like they did. I have no idea what it made or what it caused, but, you know. But, I, it looked like it, they, they wanted a possible sequel. And I wonder if uh, David could, at any time he wants, enter, enter back into Pleasantville. Or does he have to wait for Pleasantville and itself to be airing? To enter into that specific show, um, or, uh, or you know, it's weird. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, it's I don't know. I, I can't really say. I, I don't even. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it's all it's the, the power of that remote, but but it didn't work immediately until like uh, he like it was time for it to work. Yeah, I guess he feels like it's time for it to work, but. I don't know, man. I, um, are you ready to go ahead and get the marks for this? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. You want me to go first? You go ahead. <laughs> I give it four marks out of five. Uh, I I think it's nearly a perfect film if it had not been for the ending and the way and the and the the it feels abrupt. It feels unfinished. It feels unsatisfying. The ending does, but the yeah, movie. Stuff is great. I would even say JT Walsh's character <laughs> didn't really get closure. He just ran out of the courtroom. <laughs> we never yeah. saw him again. But you know, did he finally come to terms with things? Uh, you, you don't know. But uh, I, I agree with you. I, it's a four out of five for me too. I thought it's it's nearly perfect. Um, kind of loses its way in the final moments of the movie, but um, everything it's got it's it's so deep. And so many story arcs, you know, so many people that are actually having growth. And I don't know, I just, I really loved it. Other than that, those final few moments of the movie. Yeah. I wish that we had a better conclusion to it. But yeah, other than that, it's well acted. I wonder if it was nominated for any awards because it was well acted. Uh, is it looked great visually. It looked great, uh, um, and and just felt like the ending just was like it just didn't stick the landing on the ending. And that's what I wonder if there's an alternate ending or something to it because it just felt like maybe that's what the studio said. But this is the ending we got to end on. I don't know. It just felt weird. Let me see. Is this Billfer? Yeah. Thanks for the show, fellas. Thank you, Billfer. Uh, did you, Bilfer, did you watch Pleasantville? And if so, uh, what do you give it? I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but 
you know, let us know. Uh, Brandon, anything else you want to say before we uh, conclude? Uh, uh, no, no, not really. I mean, nothing's coming to me. Uh, Vilford said he's never heard of it. Oh, uh, yeah, it's on uh, Hulu. Uh, I think it's where, where, where I watched yeah. it. Uh, I also Hulu. own it on DVD. Um, you own it and you watched it streaming. Yeah, that's, that's, what I way. that's my that's my way. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but I had the DVD since like. 90 something like I had it since it came out on DVD. Yeah. So, um, I think to be honest, I think I borrowed it from somebody and I never gave it back to him. To be honest, uh, Carolyn, I, I apologize. Um, he says he will have to check it out, but uh, and let me know what you thought about it. And uh, hopefully, Billford, Brandon, watch RRR since he has Netflix. It's three hours, but you will love it. It's not, it goes by fast, it goes by fast, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Brandon, what do you want the people to do? I want you to like. I want you to share. I want you to subscribe. Um, comment on Facebook or YouTube or wherever the heck you see this. But more importantly, we hope you enjoyed our show. <laughs> Absolutely. More importantly, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you're safe. Have a safe weekend. Uh, and be sweet. And loving and don't don't hurt each other. Love each other. Uh, in the meantime and in between time, Aaron Whitlow. He's Mr. Rogers. I'm Brandon Spivey. <laughs> Thank you for marking out with us. See you next week. Next week, hopefully, kind of forever is where I'm going. Uh, we're going to go back to MCU for the last time. For now. Brandon's taking his head.